You're listening to The Table Podcast, a podcast created for millennials to talk about spiritual truths, answer your questions about God, the Bible, and all things spiritual, and to give practical advice on how to live out your faith. Here's your host, teaching and young adult pastor at Southern Hills Church in Carrollton, Georgia, Keith Trollinger. What is up, podcast listeners? We are in the second week of April, and the weather up until today has been incredible here in the South, but we got some rain coming in. I hope that you guys are having an awesome week, and like I said, thank you so much for your encouraging words and continuing to spread and share the word with your friends about this podcast. This has been really fun and encouraging during this season, and I hope that it has been for you. I think it seems as though things are starting to turn around, and there's some light shedding at the end of this, which I hope is encouraging to a lot of you guys. There's no doubt that this season has made me realize how much I've taken things for granted, relationships for granted. I mean, just a simple trip to my favorite takeout or fast food, which I would have to say is Chick-fil-A. I'm sure many of you agree, but it's not really that possible right now. I mean, you think about it. Before all of this took place, we would jump in our cars and drive to go grab food or head to Walmart to grab whatever we wanted with no forethought. Whereas now those trips I feel like are made strategically and with as little amount of time needed to grab exactly what we need. I mean, it's crazy to think that just over a month ago, we never imagined that we would be where we are right now. We never even considered the fact that 90% of businesses are closed all over the country and essentials really are essentials. We never thought that we would have to limit social interactions to 10 people and then told that we can only really hang out with our immediate family. It blows my mind to think that just a month ago, we were living life as every American does and now things are radically different and it came out of nowhere. And things have been really simplified now. I had a friend this past week just tell me that he was waking up early in the morning and he was praying that God would just return things back to the way that they used to be. And one particular morning he got up and he said the Holy Spirit just stopped him in mid-prayer and said, no, no. Things need to change. I'm thinking to myself, man, that's that's really incredible. And it's crazy because this is exactly what's going on where we left off in Genesis chapter 3 last week. Pretty quickly, does God change things? In fact, this verse that we ended on is an incredible foreshadowing of the most important event in human history. We talked a lot last week of who is to blame for pain and suffering. And if you want to go back and listen to episode three, we saw that it was Adam that ushered in pain into the world, not God, by disobeying the only command that God gave him, not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the consequence of that decision was not only shame and guilt, but death. And I left you by reading a small part of scripture, often overlooked, but has great significance. Again, it's found in Genesis chapter three, verse 21. It says, and the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. So why is this verse important? Well, for one, the coverings that God uses are not plants. They're not things that could easily have been picked off of a tree or from a bush and woven together. But notice that these are animal skins. And so what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that something had to die. In order for Adam and Eve to be free of shame and guilt of their nakedness, God in his absolute grace, takes the life of an animal and uses the skin of that animal to hide the nakedness of Adam and Eve, removing the shame that they feel, the guilt. This is an incredible act of love. I mean, God didn't just start over. He didn't just kill Adam and Eve and reset this whole thing. I mean, he could have, but he didn't. He provided an atonement, a payment. Something had to die in order for them to be covered. 
God does not leave them where they are. He doesn't leave them in the condition that they are in, but just the opposite. He goes after them. I mean, I can't even imagine God taking pleasure in the sacrifice of these animals, but God does this as an act of love, redemption, and reconciliation toward Adam and Eve, covering guilt and shame. This is a divine covering. It's God making provisions for their conditions. Do you see what's happening here in Genesis chapter 3 and what God is foreshadowing through his sacrifice? God is making a way. I mean, at the very beginning, right after the fall, God is making a way. And this is so like God to make a way, to draw us back to him. This is the beginning of animal sacrifices, which will be done all throughout the Old Testament for the forgiveness of the sins of the nation of Israel. They were God's chosen people by God to reveal himself through them to the entire world. Throughout the Old Testament, they made sacrifices of animals to offer as a payment for sin. And something had to die for their iniquity is another word for sin. And so this system that was set into motion here in Genesis chapter 3 will eventually lead to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the final sacrifice for the sins of all humanity. And so what Adam could not do in Genesis chapter 2 to live a perfect life without sin, obeying God and trusting in his love, Jesus did for you and me. He lived the perfect life, obeying all the commands of God and dying the death that you and I deserve. Jesus in this moment is the better Adam. And here's the incredible thing. The death of Jesus Christ, his burial and his resurrection through the power of the Holy Spirit is the undoing of the power that death has on you. For those who place their faith in Jesus Christ, it's the undoing of the power of death in your life. Jesus doesn't go back. No, in fact, he moves us forward. The covering of Adam and Eve were animal skins, but the covering for you and me is Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.27 says this, For all who were baptized into Christ have clothed themselves with Jesus. God made provisions for Adam and Eve, for their condition, and he has made a provision for you and me, for our condition. Ephesians chapter 2 says this, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, Paul writes here in the book of Ephesians, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. He made us alive when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. It's Jesus. And what's awesome is that this provision is being made immediately after Adam and Eve's sin. God immediately comes after Adam and Eve with grace. And God is still doing this today. Why? Because of his love for us. And now Christ living in me, he has made a way for my eternity. And God is still making provisions for my day-to-day conditions. I mean, when you think about it, when you're afraid, Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For God will be with you wherever you go. What about when you fear? Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. What's that word consolation? Your presence. Your compassion, God, brought me joy. When you're lonely, we learn in Deuteronomy 6, be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but God is still making provisions for our life, for our every day. God is making provisions. I mean, this this season that the whole world is in is doing something, and I don't want you to miss it. I mean, this is not meaningless. This season that we're in is working for you something greater and something deeper that will outlive this life. As I said to you guys in episode two, do not waste this moment. Don't waste the pain right now that you're in. I mean, there's way too much good that will come out of this season. And we can't sit back and be lazy and watch Netflix all day long. But no, we've got to grind, man. Lord, what are you doing in me? And it goes back to the questions that that we asked when um, in episode two, when I said, who are you in crisis? God, what are you doing in me? What are you leading me to, God? What do you want to say to me about me? And I'm not trying to be critical here, but I saw someone post the other day on social media that their significant other has to find work to keep themselves busy so that they don't turn themselves back to drinking. And part of me gets that. But the other part of me wants to scream out and say, no, it's not about being busy. It's about finding your identity in Jesus Christ. And I know that may be hard for some of us, but you cannot miss out on the fact that God is doing something here. Just like he was doing something in the garden when he made the skins for Adam and Eve. And just like he was doing something on the cross through the blood of Jesus to make a way for you and I to undo the power of sin and death in our life. God is doing something in this very moment to draw you back to himself or to make himself real for the first time in your life. What's insane to me is that throughout the Old Testament, everything points to Jesus. I mean, this verse, Genesis 3, is written 4,000 years before Jesus shows up onto the scene. And guess what? This verse points to Jesus. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. We need Jesus. You need Jesus. You can be mad at me all you want, upset, angry, hurt, lonely, but none of that takes away the fact that you and I need Jesus. Jesus says in John 16, 33, he says, look, in this world, you will have trouble, but don't lose heart for I have overcome the world. Last week I was reading in the book of Malachi, man, in my, in my quiet time in the morning. And, and I fell in love with this verse that describes Jesus. If you don't know anything about Malachi, it's a book that was written about 430 years before the time of Christ. It's the last book in the old Testament, but in chapter three of Malachi, he describes Jesus In verse 2 this way, listen, this is incredible. For he will be like a blazing fire that refined metal, or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. Verse 3, he will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. I don't know how much of you know about the process of purifying silver, but it's really an incredible procedure. The silversmith will heat up the silver, and once the silver reaches a certain temperature, the impurities rise to the top. This is called the dross. And the silversmith will take the ladle, and he'll scoop out the impurities. He or she will repeat this action multiple times until there's no more impurities in the silver. And he is able to see his reflection in the silver. I mean, this is what Jesus does. He is a refinery of silver. He's a refiner of you, wanting to refine us every day, to remove the dross in our life, 
where we don't have to stay busy to keep from returning back to a bad behavior, but we are free of it. And our mind is set on Christ who is perfecting us, freeing us, restoring us, and covering us with himself. And so today, I would ask you to have the courage again to sit before Jesus and to let him begin refining you. I mean, dude, don't let your pride get in the way of this. Don't let your pride get in the way of letting the silversmith refine you, man. He is a blazing fire. And all of you guys that are listening, I would say to you, man, it is time to get warm. It is time to get warm. Well, guys, that's all the time that I have for today because I got a lot of Zoom calls. And I'm sure, like many of you, man, you are Zoom calling people left and right or FaceTiming people left and right. And honestly, I'm just kind of sick and tired of the Zoom calls, but there's a lot of Zoom calls going on. But I would definitely love to know other questions that you may have regarding truth in the Bible, questions that you have that have never really gotten answered. And so please, please don't hesitate to email me at keeptrollinger at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, one word. You can DM me. If you like this podcast, please share with others and subscribe. Also, I would love and appreciate your comments and reviews. I look forward to being with you guys again next week. Love you guys. Keep growing.